Boo! Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, and we're getting closer to Halloween, so uh, I figured it's time to dress up a bit uh, like some of our other panelists. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about, time for the headgear to come off, talking about uh, schematics. So we've got a cool guest here, Agulis, today that's going to join us to talk about Angular schematics. Can't imagine who that might be. But before we get into that, let's meet our actual panelists. Uh, Alyssa is with us today. Alyssa, what's going on? Hi, guys. I'm at the Chrome Dev Summit. It's pretty awesome. And I miss you all. That's all. Uh, we're super jealous. Yes, we are. All right, we got, we got Austin with us. Austin, what's going on? How's it going, everyone? I don't need a holiday to dress up. I just wear my panda head all the time. <laughs> that was like extreme panda close-up. OK, seriously, I thought it was on your head, and then it wasn't. That was super weird. <laughs> I've been putting it on top of my head. That way, I can actually see out. <laughs> nice. We've got Bonnie with us. Bonnie, what's going on? Hello. whole lot of nada. I don't have a costume. I feel so behind. That's all right. You've got but, one more episode. So next episode is going to be on Halloween. So yeah. I expect everybody to have something. I'm going to have to step it up. But I do have my Thought Room hoodie. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about that. I feel like I'm styling. Yeah. Nice. I just need nice. a Thought Room like, character head. Like a brain. I, I should like, brain. dress up as Pascal. There you go. Just need a hat. Right? A, ma a hat big yeah, a Pascal mask. That would be awesome. I'll, I'll try to make that happen for next week. Well, it's supposed to be like 105 degrees here today, so I didn't wear my llama onesie. I just went with the headgear, so I don't know. We'll see. All right, our uh, guest today, we call affectionately call a ghoulist because he's also a panelist, so he's a guest and a panelist. Ghoulist, thank, thanks, copyright Jeff Cross. Uh, Mike Brocky, Mike, what's going on? Not too much. I, I didn't catch your, is your name. Is that Justin? N nice to oh, meet you, sir. I dare you to yeah, say the last yeah. name. Shorty, sir. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. You're confusing me. I'm like lost. I'm getting I'm a little hot with my Firebase headband on. Nice. I'm getting ready for it. Like, it matches. It matches I'm looking at my bottom bar. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, no, he, uh, was, he was pretending to be a panelist. Get it? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, I still kind of don't get it. You, like we would have met before we started the show, so like you would have known who I was, maybe. No, your bad know. jokes just aren't aren't picking up today, bro. Oh god! Oh, it's so funny. Okay. All right, <laughs> All right but you, but you have like fifty three more minutes to like recover from it and uh, show some cool stuff and and be funny, which I know you're and gonna be do, funny. So. Don't forget the part about being funny, Mike. Go. <laughs> All right, so Mike, what are, what are you going to talk to us today about? What are you going to demo for us? Demo. demo. I didn't know I was demoing anything. Oh, you know how we do it on the show. You got to show <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about schematics. Uh, schematics. Everybody what should know schematic? just my name, right? No. What is a schematic? All right. Schematics is a library uh, that is part of the Angular toolkit or dev kit, excuse me, uh, that will scaffold and. What is the Angular dev kit? What? <laughs> what is the Angular dev kit? What's Angular? <laughs> oh man! All right, we're okay, gonna like. I agree. I agree. We should cover dev kit, and then you can move on. 
Okay. The Angular Dev Kit <laughs> is a set of tools and libraries that will be used to support Angular tooling, specifically the Angular CLI. We familiar with the Angular CLI, or do we need to go into that too? So we get the CLI. I just don't know if that definition covered it for me. Like it didn't really. It's like you know, modern art. It didn't really do it for me. But you can keep going. You're good. <laughs> I know. Normally, when we have guests on the show, we try to be well behaved and polite panelists. But all bets are obviously off today because this is the this is the torture the guest uh, episode. I, d I didn't you. see that in the chat beforehand. Okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> okay, so this. This Angular dev kit is like the bits and pieces that were inside of the Angular CLI, right? To do some functionality and things like extract it out so that they're not tightly coupled to the CLI. So the CLI is using the dev kit to do some things. And now you could have other things use the dev kit to do other things. Yeah. So that's did a much better job explaining. Yeah, was, is, yeah that was amazing. No, he didn't explain Justin. it better. He just, didn't, he just rephrased <laughs> what I said. Except to just totally I think every time you say dev kit, you should do like the air quotes. Like the dev kit does uh, supposedly. Is this like, is this like right. the CDK, SDK material that thing? CDK, CDK. That's a good question because some, somebody asked that on our live chat. Is like component dev kit or dev kit? No, this is a set of libraries to support Angular tooling. Uh, the CDK is a component building development kit. Are you so sure? Is this the ADK, Angular Develop Dev Kit? <laughs> if you want to put an acronym on it, I guess that would be the ADK. It's like putting a type on it, but putting an acronym on it. Yeah. All right. Putting a ring on it? No, different. <laughs> that too, right? <laughs> All right, so cool. So yeah, so what you said, it, what you had mentioned was that it is a place where some of the CLI logic was moving to, because we got the visuals, we got the, it wasn't CLI, now it's over in Dev Kit. That's, going to happen but for right now the dev kit's mostly been just a pl placeholder where new logic is going so putting the new logic i was over here the new logic over here uh for things like schematics and build optimizer which is a completely different show what's the point of that though just to make things harder to follow <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to keep things a little bit more complicated to keep boston out ouch ouch <laughs> no uh, the point being um, is that the CLI is essentially a user interface. Think of it as the idea of putting a whole lot of logic in a component, and that's what the CLI was, or currently is, and the dev kit is almost like a service that we're refactoring code into. I think that makes a lot of sense when you think about it that way, because you can also think like uh, um, IDE or a code editor could be that same thing, right? That could leverage dev kits. So now you have the Angular CLI that can use it or your code editor or whatever people want, right? Absolutely. Yeah, to provide that, that kind of flexibility to the show. So here's a disclaimer. I, I freaking love the schematic stuff and, and it gets me really excited to be able to like customize this thing. So like I, I, I geek out on this stuff. So sorry, Mike, take it away. <laughs> I'll shut up. In other news, Justin yeah. will be looking for all new panelists next week because we can't keep our act together. <laughs> so Can you behave yourselves? I, I gave a definition of schematics, but that seemed like it was about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Is there anything else that I need to define before I can redefine schematics? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need to know what schematics is again because I totally got lost. I, I, was go I was going there. So hopefully I'll use terms that we've already uh, explained and gone through. 
If not, then we'll just glaze over that. So schematics is a library that is part of the Angular dev kit that is used to scaffold and generate files. Did you personally build it? I did not build the schematics runner. What do you do all day then? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I did not build the schematics runner. However, I did build the Angular uh, schematics that the CLI uses on top of the schematics engine. Does that make sense? I'm seeing claps and hearts and yes. no, no, no audio, but that's okay. I think they're finally starting to feel bad for being so goofy. No, I highly approve of this, Mike. I'm proud of you and the work that you do. <laughs> I did Continue. stuff. Continue. Continue. I did good stuff. <laughs> We're going to have to start being nicer to you, Mike. That's okay. So... Anybody that, and this is the piece that a lot of people don't know, is that with the release of Angular CLI 1.4, anybody who was using that version of the CLI or later is already using schematics. It was a transparent change where it came in uh, version 1.4 that anything you generate, new projects, components, services, interfaces, all of those pieces are all being generated using schematics. So what does schematics allow me to do? Like you define what it is. But what does it enable like me as a CLI user to do? By using a more flexible scaffolding engine, namely schematics, it will allow you to specify your own collection of schematics for the CLI to use when you generate new things so uh, from a new project own, to new components. So I can have my own templates, essentially, for when I generate a component. Yes. Very true. Does it do anything else? Nope. It takes in his, it takes in inputs and it spits out files. But it, like I said, it allows a lot of customizations and flexibility within there to be able to do um, lots of different cool things. Okay, so the existing generators, Angular CLI has these generators that that used to run these things called blueprints, right? And the Correct. For component and service and and pipe and yada yada yada. And now they're running schematics. And so all those blueprints have been converted into these schematics, the, the schematic engine that the generator runs. And, and the schematic gives you the ability to create those files and, and customize those files that, that you're basically boilerplate stuff that you're kind of creating for your project within the Angular CLI right now, because the Angular CLI is the one that's using the dev kit and the schematics, right? That is exactly right. Show over, put a bow on it. Done, right? And, but then it's cool is like what it allows you to do, right? It sounds like to we could create our own schematics and now start adding additional things that we want to scaffold to, to our projects. Absolutely. Um, so if you wanted to scaffold out a readme file or um, anything, so uh, I'm trying to think of something that the CLI doesn't already cover. Uh, so maybe you're using NGRX and you want to create a reducer file. Uh, or for the store there. Uh, you can definitely do that. So um, I could totally get rid of that thing called NX that just came out with this. You said NX? I'm not going to touch that, but I will say that NX is the most prolific uh, consumer of schematics and producer of schematics thus far. What is, oh, is that those narwhal guys? It's weird because I think that like 
the connection right now with Hangouts is like losing some of its validity. So we might start <laughs> dropping people. I don't know. I, I, wait, it's, wait. It's Hangouts. I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that, Justin. Just you and I chatting about schematic, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so what they're referring to is uh, for Narwhal, we released uh, this package called NX, which basically helps you build a monorepo kind of workspace powered by the Angular CLI. And we leverage the schematics, and we have our custom schematics that allow you to ng-generate our own schematics that we created, like an ngrx one and, and uh, apps one and stuff like that, on top of the existing things that you can generate with the Angular CLI, like components and services and things like that. So it's basically allowed us to augment and extend the power of the Angular CLI to do some of these more prescribed things or, or customizations on top of it, right? And it's something that you can use. You can use it, people can use NX to do that stuff. And then also people can build their own things with the schematics to do the same sort of thing, like add additional schematics for your particular business domain or whatever um, that you need to do to, to speed up code development. And if you're using, uh, so I can attest to this, if you're using NGRX, NX is a great addition to your workflow because I don't know how tired I am of create new reducer, create new action, create new effect. And so it really helps speed up that process. And it, it, it's been a really elegant experience for me. So it's like cool. the CLI for NGRX? No. It, it, the idea of how Narwhal and NX recommend building applications includes NGRX and therefore they've added schematics to be able to generate those specific pieces of an application of that nature. So there's like a set of things that, that are prescribed, like we've seen people do with, with enterprise Angular applications that we need to you know make as a common practice, right? So the same way the Angular CLI goes, look, we have um, a style guide for how components are created, how services are created. You know, the components get generated with a folder structure with your component files next to each other and, and placed near a feature module, whatever. And the schematic generates that for you. You know, you can go, and that's what we do with NX, is build our own schematics that implements that same type of like prescribed pattern in creating those files for you so you can just eliminate the need to, to do those and, and get on your way. Basically, the whole idea is that the CLI now with the schematics and the dev kit extracted out in its own thing. Now we as a community or as uh, developers can now do our own schematics on top of the existing schematics to now roll our own blueprint type of style stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and just keep in mind that schematics as a library, as an engine to be able to take in inputs and spit out files is not Angular specific. Um, Angular is definitely uh, consuming it and using it, but it could be used to generate any type of project. So I can put React in it? You could spit out any kind of files, whether or not it okay. is JavaScript files for another framework, or PHP? if it's for CS files for .NET, if it's Java files, if it's Ruby files, CoffeeScript files what for about, Boston. What about Pug files? You could do Pug files, whatever you want to do. Uh, and that's just with schematics. Um, schematics with the CLI, though, you're you're best bet is to spit out TypeScript and HTML and CSS or SCSS files um, that fit into the Angular paradigm. I just love how you added CoffeeScript in there. 
Just for you, buddy. <laughs> I love what you guys did with like Annex, Justin, and I'm so excited about like the work that you guys are doing, Mike, because I, I have a roommate right now at uh, the Chrome Dev Summit and her name's Jocelyn Ying. And she was showing me like how she has like custom things that she has to do because it wasn't supported in the CLI. But like you guys are just like brave pioneers and I love you all. So thank you. <laughs> By the way, I love uh, Jocelyn's, and I saw y'all socks this morning, and you need to tell her I said hi and give her a big compliment. We were, so she saw, I went to bed last night, and I had these angular socks on, and she goes, starts squeaking. She's like, do you have angular socks, too? So she put hers on, and we were, like, sitting on the bed, like, taking pictures with them up in the air. It was really awesome. So, yeah, Twitter. Anyways, keep going. Keep right. going. <laughs> so what, what, is a, what does a schematic do? Can you explain that, Mike, for us? Like, uh, so, like I said, it... It takes it an input and it will output files um, based off of a different logic or potentially not even spit out new files, potentially um, manipulate existing files. And is it input, when you say input, is it like like when we do a generate command, right, from the CLI, we yes. can pass options and things like that. Like that's the type of input you can customize all the things that could be received. Absolutely. Um, and what I was going to do um, in terms of demos was take a walk through uh, some of the existing CLI schematics uh, so we can see exactly how it works and see what's going on there. Does that make sense? Let's dive in. Yes, yes, let's do it. Dive in. Well, that is, that's settings. That's not share screen. I'll get, I'll get there. We'll, we'll share a screen and we'll take a oh, look. That was like a really good dive. I'm like really proud of your dive. Like, I, really do, good. I, do, like, I just gave you a thumbs up, but I'm sharing my screen so you can't see him. So no thumbs up for you. <laughs> Is that All a spawn? Right. <laughs> you trying to be a, a foul in some sort? No, so let's go font size. We good? Uh, can you bump it up a little bit? <clears throat> just a little bit. Is that good? That was only a little bit, huh? <laughs> All right, we can go bigger. <laughs> there you go. That, that's probably good. More. Better. More, okay. Yeah, but then we won't be able to read anything. We're good, we're good, we're good. All right, so what we're looking at here, this is actually, I'm just gonna do this, copy path, just so I can show you where we're looking here. So just open a new file, that path, uh, ignore all that here. So what we're looking at is inside the dev kit repo, there's a folder called packages and schematics, Angular, and that's just a particular file, right? So inside the dev kit are a bunch of different packages. This particular one we're looking at lives under doo -doo 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 -doo, at schematic slash angular. And that's where all of the schematics that the CLI uses live. So anytime you run ng-new, ng-generate, uh, then this, that, this is where those items are being pulled from and the logic lives to be able to produce the files that get generated on your file system. So schematics has its own NPM namespace then, right? Yes. What's so the rationale behind that? Uh, so that you can have other things in there. Um, so do, 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 uh, let's do... So we're really building schematics, like this whole tool, we're really building this for way more than just Angular. That, that's I, kind of the approach. I thought I had said that, but... <laughs> I just go in here to Angular Dev Kit. Do, 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 do. We come in here, packages, 
and schematics, as I was saying, is this is where the angular ones live, but there's also a schematics schematic. And what that's going to envision to be is a place where you can generate your own projects to create your own schematics. It's very meta. Anyway. It's like so, a dream within a dream. It is. So yeah, there's the at schematics angular, which is where different schematics live. However, the where the runner lives is actually under angular dev kit slash schematics. Make sense? So this is a runner. This is the logic slash templates. Good. And these come part of the Angular CLI yes. package. These, these dependencies get installed with the CLI. But is that something that we could pull down outside of the CLI and use? Uh, top one, yes. Actually, both of them you could. And there, as part of schematics is a schematics um, command, just like you run ng as a binary, you can run schematics as a binary as well. And we'll see that in a little bit. So. so conceivably, because these things are broken out and apart, you wouldn't have to rely on the Angular CLI to leverage these schematics. You, you need to take those words out of your mouth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, yes, in, in theory, you could. But, <laughs> but they're integrated so nicely into the CLI, it makes sense to use them there. They are. It certainly makes it easy. But in cases where you don't, you could use this awesomeness that you guys created outside of CLI if for some reason you're not using the CLI, right? Very true, yes. So if you have- I love building webpacking things. Yeah, yeah. if you have, if you have your, this affinity of doing your own build process that you already have, but you want to take advantage of being able to scaffold things for your application, uh, you could definitely um, take advantage of these schematics that are there already. But come on now, this is a, a potential for people to go out there and build a VS Code extension, right? That leverages this to provide ways to generate, you know, Angular code, generate whatever using this dev kit stuff without having to necessarily be tied into the CLI, right? Very so true. It, it open up the door for a lot of stuff. Very true. But the idea also remember with the dev kit is that the, the CLI would just be a shell that would call into the library that is the dev kit to do these things. And the access point could potentially be IDEs in the future. That's true. That's true. Because you still need to pass and broker those inputs and options, right, Drew? Absolutely. And run that code. Yep. OK, cool. Love the CLI. Right, so I'm going to close this. And we're going to start off real easy with a very simple one. So if you want to generate an, uh, well, actually, before we get to that, um, schematics are grouped together into something called a collection, which is defined within a collection.json. Which, are you guys sure this needs to be this big? Because this is huge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it needs to be. You could take it down one. I How's mean, that? why did Maybe you make two? it so big, Mike? <laughs> All right. So, Peer pressure. Collapse. So what we have here is just a JSON file that is saying, All right, I have this map of schematics inside of here. And inside of that, you'll notice that each one of these uh, names within here uh, map to a folder inside of this project. So application, application, class, class, component, component, and so on all the way down through service. And utility is just a set of functions that um, we have within here. 
And those are those names that were when we run ng generate. That's the name that we printed in there, right? Correct. Save for application, yes. Um, but as you would potentially guess, application is the schematic that gets run when you generate a new application. So, like I said, we're going to go through something very straightforward and simple. So let's do enumeration. So an enumeration has an alias. So when you run it with a CLI, it's just exposing some metadata that says if you use E, it'll generate an enum. The factory is the, where the logic lives for a schematic. Uh, so the logic that gets run based off of the inputs. The description is just some text so you understand what it is. The schema is what is what options um, are available for that particular schematic, which is where we're going to start. So for the enum schematic, uh, it's you'll notice it's defined as being inside the enum folder and looking at schema.json. So going into schema.json, I'm going to save this just so that the files stay open for us, so we can jump back. So looking at the schema.json, um, it follows the schema, and it has an ID, a title, and some metadata about it. That this is an object that has these properties. This is JSON schema. So like if you're familiar with that, the properties and all this stuff, that this is like a standard spec for those of you who don't know that. That is correct. Um, where you can specify different properties. So this is an object that has properties um, of which each property then has its own type, as well as default values, and it can also provide descriptions, which this one does not have. Um, so inside of here, you can specify a property of a name as an option, a path where it would get generated, the root of the application, and what the source directory is. So all the logic to determine where, a, where files would go when you run them. And just specifying also that required uh, anything that's required is the name. Any questions about the schema? No. Moving on. All right. So go, going back to the collection. Can you make that noise again. Moving on. I right. love that. I love that so much. Thank you. You can steal that for your next talk. Oh. Can we get that? Can we get that integrated in the CLI every time you like generate something? Oh. <laughs> we should have like a whole Spotify playlist of Angular Air like little noises. <laughs> so um, you can open an issue uh, on the repo. I'll be happy to close that after the show. <laughs> so quack, quack. The, the factory is where the logic lives. So based off of Node's uh, convention that it inside of a directory, it'll automatically go to the index file. So we have an index file inside of enum. And again, this is huge. So we have some imports up top. You can bump it down, bump it down a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think people can still read it. We have HD. Are we good? Can you guys read it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right, perfect. So I'm going to write squigglies because I'm not, I don't have the root of the project loaded. I just have the schematics folder. Uh, so we'll just ignore that for now. So what I have here is we're exporting out a default function out of here that takes in options that are of type of the enum options, which is just basically converting the JSON schema into a um, type or TypeScript interface. So you notice all the options that were in there are just part of this schema. 
So we just import that in as a type to be able to see, uh, to have some typings of what the options are available. Just like we know that options or the path is a string. So before you go too far, as a person that's going to write schematics, if I wanted to write my own enum daily, would I have to write this file here? Because this looks a little complicated. Um, you don't have to. Um, well, you don't have to write all of this logic. Some of the things are there for validation. So checking to make sure that you have a source there specified, right? Um, that could be specified in the schema as well. Um, but you want to make sure that there is a source to, uh, in here. And then uh, let's walk through the logic so that you because it's not that complicated. It looks a little complicated and a little overwhelming straightforward. So the first thing this is doing is taking the path and uh, normalizing it to make sure that it is associated or it's the slashes are in the correct direction. So it's um, OS agnostic. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're just going to normalize the path here. Um, if there's just, if there is no source there, then we want to be able to throw an exception uh, to let the user know that you need to supply that. Uh, the CLI does that automatically for you when you run it through the CLI. It automatically pass um, most of the options in for you. Um, what this is doing is it's creating a template source, which is basically saying, "Hey, I want to apply anything from the, this URL." which is the URLs loading files in this particular directory, which are located here. And we'll go through that. And then we want to run that through the template engine based off of these options. String utils is a set of functions, uh, helper functions that uh, the CL, or excuse me, that schematics provides. Actually, it's not from schematics. It is from the Angular schematics um, are, is providing those functions uh, as helper functions, as well as the options that we've defined. Does that make sense? So we're applying rules to files that are uh, found within here. And then it's going to take the output of that and move it into the given directory. So anything that you're generating is going to be run through this template engine and then moved into a particular directory. And all we're doing is saying, we're gonna chain these and we want to branch from the current tree and the tree is a virtual file system based off of your current um, directory structure. And we're going to chain together a merge with the template source. So we're basically taking the um, logic of what is already on your file system and merging it with the templates that are files that we've created up above. Does that all make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, so if we come through and look under the files, uh, ignore the fact that this has an under, or this folder structure here. We're going to look at this file, the first file, which has the name underscore underscore name at dash arise underscore underscore enum dot ts, which looks very complicated. Oh. And why Four is that? File names. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, four file names. Uh, let's do it the, inside the file first. So uh, inside here is just what looks like a Lodash template. And it's basically going to replace anything that's within there, uh, the percent, or excuse me, less than percent equals with whatever <coughs> is resulted from within inside. So classify is one of the functions in those utils, 
which will take the name option because remember we ran that through the spread operator here. So name is a property of the options within here. And that's going to pass that name option into a classify to be able to give you the input. So classify will take something like foo bar and spit out something like foo bar. Just change the case linkage. into a classified name structure. I like your lig ligatures. Thank you. Anyway, so that's how or what's processed within a given file. Inside of the file names or directories, so inside here we have underscore underscore, which is the convention in a file name to activate path, which will take the path option and change that as the file structure. Does that make sense? Yeah, so they're tokens, right? Same way you have these tokens inside your template, yep. and you're just a way for you to specify what's going to replace in that token. Yep, so this is basically the underscore underscore token, as you say, um, is just a way of finding the things that need replaced within the file system. So inside here, uh, we have underscore underscore name, which will get replaced as the name. So if we were to run ng generate uh, enum foo, well, we'll do foo bar, right? Uh, let's do this, foo bar. It will come through and say, all right, well, the path is the directory structure that it, the CLI parsed for you. The name is going to come in as foo bar. And then at basically designate that this is a function that is going to be run with the name parameter. Does that make sense? But because these are not valid, uh, oh, I scrolled. Uh, since the uh, parentheses are not valid on the file system, it's just a different um, mechanism to call different functions. And these are chainable as well. So if I wanted to come in here and say at um, classify, which doesn't make sense, change the case and change the case again, but you can change the chain those and run multiple functions. So with that option, that would essentially look like calling this. So I think this this part's a little confusing, you know, for people to kind of take in in terms of the naming of the files and the folders. But I don't know that there's any you know ideal way to do that, right? You want right. to be able to like dynamically create these, but then also as a creator of the schematic, you want to be able to you know, put those files in your file system and put the directory structure in your file system, not necessarily in code uh, to do that. So I think it, it works well, but it's just something that people need to just kind of learn in terms of the syntax of creating your file templates, right? Yes, um, and, and and that will all come. So documentation and guides are definitely in the works uh, to explain how to go through this process and what you can do. Um, I think for me, it's when I'm learning some, I'm trying to wrap my brain around something new. Like when I was first doing Angular, uh, and then John Papa came out with this whole, you know, style guide thing and, and all these things that will generate and even the CLI when I was learning Angular too. I think if I learn it, it, like if I haven't learned it and then I do this and it generates all this stuff, it's really confusing for me. But once I've done it all freehand and I understand it, then I go through and do something like this and it's much easier because I have to kind of do it the long way first and then it saves me so much time and it makes me very happy. Absolutely. So what I want, I just wanted to give a quick walkthrough of one that's already existing and then we can go and create some on our own. Um, but 
to, this was a pretty straightforward one. If we looked at something a little bit more complicated, um, like the index of creating a um, new application, we have the idea of adding Bootstrap to an NG module. We have the idea of finding a uh, path filter or applying a filter to only generate certain items based off of the minimal flag on ng-new. Uh, we have uh, an option. So instead of returning just a function or exporting a function, we're exporting a factory function. So it returns, it's a function that returns a function. Uh, so you have access to the entire file system as well, uh, which is probably gonna be the recommended way uh, paradigm to do this. So you get the options in the outer function and be able to apply those uh, with a factory function inside. I think that's an important point here too, right? Is like, it's not just about creating new files, it's your ability to have access to that file tree, like you said, and actually modify existing files, you know? Uh, and the existing schematics um, So that, the right? idea and where we... We lose Justin? No. Okay. No, we didn't lose Justin. I stopped talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I thought we lost Mike. An, exa an example of where we do that is inside when you generate a component. Is that after you go through and generate a component uh, and merge in the template source, you also want to add a declaration to the ng module. So that's another function that will go and inspect the existing file system that's already there. Uh, to be able to apply that logic against existing files as well, to be able to declare that component automatically for you. So one thing I wanted to show is not there, sorry. I have another folder open. Thank you. And this is, um, I showed you, I closed it. Uh, that there was another folder called schematics underneath next to angular in the dev kit repo. This would be the output of running that um, schematic to be able to give you a project to create that. Uh, there's a few things that I noticed that we need to tweak within there, uh, but I've already done that and set that up and run the NPM install in there. But you'll notice that there's a collection.json that has a whole lot of comments um, to explain a little bit more detail of what's going on. So we have... So, so wait a minute, can you explain that again? You have a schematic to generate a project for us to create custom schematics? Yes. Um, there are some things that need to be improved for the dev experience there. But if we were to go back here to Angular Dev Kit, Packages, Schematics, so we hit, we went through the Angular ones initially. Schematics is a schematic to have a schematic project, right? Right, schematics all the way down. Yeah, so in here, I went through, is where I opened that directory that we were just looking at. Um, I created a folder in here called blah, 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 um, Airplay. So let's go up and we'll create a new one. So what I wanted to do, or what I ran, is I already have the schematics installed globally because I have the dev kit installed globally. So I can run schematics as a library, which is just going to give me some output. 
But what I can do is I can run schematics against a collection. Uh, that collection happens to be under the schematic scope. And inside there is the schematic of schematics. And that, let's keep this over. Ah, not, hold on. It's here. It's here. So what we're doing is saying we're running schematics against this NPM scope, against this package, which is this package here. And what I want to say is I want to run it against this particular schematic. And inside there, inside that schema, is an option called name, which is going to be the package name and also the directory name of where it gets created. So if I were to do that and say name is Justin, all right, everybody else, we're going with Justin, um, that it will scaffold out a schematics project for us. So inside the Justin folder, uh, it created all those files in here. Uh, just like we could see if we went into the file structure here. So we have the ignore, as well as the source folder, and the, all the folder structure that we see here. Sound cool. good? So this gets me set up with a project that now I can start creating my own custom schematics in. Correct. So I'm just going to go into the one that I had already generated and installed all of the, my dependencies for. And inside there, I can just run npm run build, and that will give me local ones within here. I've also npm linked this so that I could generate it in an output folder. So if I were to run schematics against AirPlay, which is the project that I created, and inside there, I'm going to run the schematic, my schematic, with a flag of dry run, which basically means run it, execute it, but don't run anything out into my disk. So I can run that and you'll see that it's created a file called hello. And inside there, I can also run uh, that without the dry run. So I'll actually write that out to the file system. At slash hello. At slash hello. Has the word world in it. So if we were to look at that code within here of what is actually being run there, notice it compiles everything in line within here. So inside the collection, we've defined my schematic that has a factory that actually has no files associated with it or no uh, schema. Uh, so inside here is a my schematic. So it's exporting a function that will return a function that takes the tree to be able to log things out of any options that you're being passed in, as well as create a file on that tree and then return that tree out. So again, we create a file here called hello and spit out world. So if we were to change that again, and we can call this angular error or put that process or that text within that file and save this and go back to our command line. We go back, rerun it just to recompile our JavaScript, our TypeScript to JavaScript. And then I rerun that, we will get an error because what it's going to try and do is write out that file uh, to a place where a file already exists. So it's telling us that that file hello already exists within there. So what we can do is we can override that by just running force to say, hey, if it's already there, override it. 
And then if we upload that, we can see that we've now generated a different file. Yay. So we can apply any type of logic that we want within there. So inside here, we could extract this out into a variable. Uh, my text. At my text. For this, and then say my text dot do uppercase. Right, so we could do that and spit that out as well. So we'll come back over to this window, rebuild it. When that's done, we're going to generate and cat out. Hello. Cool. One of the things I think that's really cool about this is that it's not just like a text file templating system, right? It's like full blown code execution. So really, like what you're talking about here, you can do kind of anything you need to do within this code, right? Let's say you need to call out to a service to get a dynamic template from somewhere. You could write the code in here to do that, right? You can do Absolutely. all kinds of stuff to pull off what you need to do for your business scenarios because it's not just about a file template it's about the execution of that schematic code and the access to the tree and then doing whatever you need to do code wise yep so well actually instead of doing that um, let's go into a full schematic which is something that actually has some files associated with it as well as well as some options so in that one here Take a look at what this is doing. This is also spitting out some logging as well. Uh, JSON stringify. It also is taking all of the files and applying different rules to it. So here we're uh, passing in into the template the ideas of index, which you can see is going to be the end here, as well as a name. And I don't think there's any defaults on those. Uh, or are there? There are default values. So if we were to run my full schematic instead, uh, so clear that out, and we're going to remove hello real quick and rerun the schematic, except for we're going to run full schematic, and we don't need force. And Oh, that's not what I wanted. Ah. There you go. I run. So we're going to run and spit out the results from my full schematic that was generated for us as well. So this is telling us that we need to pass in a name so we can say name and this will run. It'll be Alyssa. I like those error messages. <laughs> I just wish they had emojis. <laughs> so this is spitting out um, different options as well. Um, we didn't go through all the logic that's within there, but it's created a whole bunch of files for us. Do um, we get but, to see the files? What's that? No, I said, do we get to see the files? Just to, like point um, at them? I didn't actually generate files because I used the dry run flag, but we can get rid of that. Oh, that's not right, dry run. I'm sorry. No, you totally don't have to generate. I no, we're, didn't we're good. We can take a look. Dry run was there. So that one here is generating files. It's probably got some text within here. Undo, do, test one. Ooh, that that's one. so cool. That You're is able to have sweet. different logic within there. Um, again, we can come in, we create our own files, and this could be sample 
and we can put uh, dash name underscore dot ts. And in here, we don't need to necessarily put any text within there. But let's ls hola test star. Okay, so if we were to rerun this again with dry run. Look at you and your command line wizardry. See, look at me go. Never know that I used <laughs> Windows for 15 years. <laughs> so in here, we're spitting out our own file here and replacing that. But remember that we have full control over what we're doing with our templating. So inside these options, we're just hard coding in these functions or these values. But um, if we were to do something like this, where if we were to refine our own function that returns something, um, and it's going to take some sort of input. So we're going to get in the name here as a string. And inside here, we want to return out uh, to uppercase of that string. Right, so we're defining our own function inside the template and engine of something that we want to run. Remember, we can call that in here by specifying at and then the name of our function and have that applied whenever we um, rebuild our application. Uh, rebuild. And once that's done, come in here, we'll dry run. And that name, as part of that file, will be capitalized because it's going to get processed through that function that we have within there. Oh, it did! Also, one of the things you'll notice in here is the idea that... Oh, where's my other schematic? Um, you're, you're giving us a whole lot of power with this stuff. I don't know if we're... You know, if we're ready for it. Are we ready for <laughs> all There's a, a lot that you can do, but the idea is that the other thing is, all right, inside this collection, we're just exposing these four here. Um, there's nothing to say that we can't say that I want to be able to generate a component as part of this. Right? And instead of actually doing any logic within here, I just want to extend the idea of what's in the at uh, schematics slash angular one. And I want to expose what's under component within there. And that is essentially just going to uh, say, oh, you ran component within here. Well, I know that that's extending this one and just pass everything through to that component. Yeah, we're getting to the top of the hour. So can can you cover this really quick? Because th this concept of what's going on right now, which is if we build our own custom schematics, we have our schematic collection. And, and right now, the Angular CLI just works with one collection at a time? Yes, as of right now. Um, so from the CLI, what you can do is, I don't think I have a local CLI project set up. Um, Did you hear that? He doesn't use the CLI. I I'm like, who are you? Let's ng driver. Yes. I think he got like a new machine today, and so he just hasn't set it up yet. No, look, I got, I got to see. I got, I got some codes. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I were to just do ng new foo dash dash minimal uh, dash dash. What is uh, this minimal? Shh. 
Oh, if Nothing. you watch uh, episode like 114, we talk about it. I, I probably Wait, have talked about it. So I'm skipping generating a whole bunch of files just to get something straightforward. Uh, CD into foo. Uh, open up code for foo. So inside the Angular CLI.json, are is a whole bunch of different configuration values. So let's fold all, fold all. And there's a section in here called defaults. And as part of defaults, um, there's default values before these, but you can specify uh, schematics and you can specify a collection. And by default, that value is at schematics slash angular. Does that make sense? So if you go through and you, uh, where are we? And you create your own set of schematics. This is foo. Uh, here. If you create your own set of schematics that you want, and maybe you are exposing component because that's all you want. And inside here, you want to do your uh, reducer, which has its own logic, whatever you put within there. Um, to make sense for your application or for your organization and you define that, uh, just make this valid JSON. Um, then you can publish that to NPM because you have a package file or package.json, publish it under that NPM package. And then going back to the foo project, instead of specifying this here, specify that you want to use yours, then it will automatically pick up your collection and run your schematics when you run ng-generate. See, so that's really cool because it's really easy for us now to build our own collections and then within the Angular CLI project specify that that's the collection that we want to use. Right? Absolutely. The and there's, an, there's another property in here as well. And I think it's um, new project or new application. Uh, I forget the name. Um, might be new application or new app. Or new app. I, for, I forget exactly what that uh, value is. Um, but you can find that. Um, in the source code. Okay, so but the caveat here right now is that you can only have one collection active for the Angular CLI project, right? So if Correct. you do AirPlay, then you unless you extend all the default Angular CLI schematics, you don't have those in your in your ng generate command anymore. Correct. But if you were to come through and here we are in our new project, and you were to say npm install. Um, Forgive me, but I think it's an RWL slash NX. Is that right, Justin? Uh, it, kind of. <laughs> There's a little few more steps. So Okay. So anyway, if you were to install this within your project, uh, what you'd be able to do is if you wanted to use that, but at the same time, going back to our food project, say we didn't specify this at all in the default schematics collection, is still the default one that comes with the Angular CLI. Uh, you can still utilize that collection by saying ng generate and say you have reducer in there, Justin. Uh, it's not called reducer, ngrx, and it's at nrwl slash schematics is the package. I see where you're going with that. Is it okay? okay. Uh, so this line here that says yeah. schematics. So that's why we have the question marks. But if you were to come in here and say, all right, ng generate ngrx. Um, that won't be found because it will still trying to look into the default schematics collection, but you can specify the collection here 
and use that um, as n at nrwl slash um, schematics. And then it will use this schematic from this collection uh, to run that. And then you'd be able to pass in uh, whatever options. Now that's assuming you don't have your Angular CLI JSON file configured to use Narwhal schematics as the default collection. You just correct. Yeah, you could so. at any point trigger what collection you want to specify for your generate, kind of at runtime. Correct. Cool. And then you, I guess vice versa is if you did set up your default schematic in the Angular CLI JSON file to be your own custom schematic set, then you could still ng generate the Angular ones by doing the dash dash collection at correct. You can, slash, right? Yes, you can send that in both directions. But the other thing you can do is maybe you don't necessarily want to define any schematics of your own. So I'm just going to, I know we're close to the top of the hour, but I want to get through this real quick because I think this is going to be a, a use case that some people uh, find very helpful, is that I, the idea is that a lot of people are going to be creating a lot of different schematics, whether or not it's just uh, Narwhal or a bunch of other uh, companies, organizations, people that of where they're being published. Maybe your collection is just a collection. And inside here, maybe you want to do, all right, I want to grab, oh, uh, extend that. My component one is going to be coming from here. But maybe my reducer one is actually going to come from somewhere else, right? And this would come from at Norwal slash schematics slash uh, NGRX, right? Maybe you don't like the name NGRX. Maybe you want to call it a reducer. Or maybe you find out that you want to do something in here and you want to be able to have a panda generator is going to be coming from uh, panda slash panda, right? And whatever. So you could use the, uh, the idea of schematics to compose your own collection mm -hmm. of things from different locations as an aggregator to have a single collection uh, within your project. So you don't have to worry about specifying where it's going to be coming from um, for each individual generator. That's awesome. Yeah, so so from, with this idea, I would be able to, from the CLI, assuming that my collection is equal to uh, published version of what's above, right? And dot angular CLI JSON. So if I specify that, then I'd be able to say ng generate component, which will give me the default one, right? Um, I'd also be able to say ng generate reducer uh, without having to specify collection or of anything else of what's within here because I'm using this meta collection. And if I come in here, I could do ngg panda, which would just output coffee script. Nice. <laughs> so this is really awesome like how do i get started using this right like i think this is cool i want to write my own schema schematic thingies how do so, i get started using this with my get your schematics today first thing hey, you want to do you, you, well, you, need to, you need to get a few things first you need to be able to uh install globally the at angular dev kit 
uh, slash schematics. Schematics. And this will um, install the schematics binary, which will allow you to run schematics. And what you're also going to want to do is install at schematics slash schematics. Schematics. Um, and you can do that locally within your project as well if you want, or additionally globally uh, to do it all over the place. And then you're going to run run this command that we talked about before, which is running schematics against this. And, and specify a name and then whatever name. So what the, that naming is, is collection colon schematic, which is telling schematics to say, hey, look into this package or this package's uh, schema collection file. Um, and then you run this schematic and pass in options. And this is what will spin up a new project. And then what's the requirements in terms of like using it in Angular CLI? Is there a version of the Angular CLI that we need to have? Uh, 1.4 um, is where schematics were introduced. I think there may have been some bugs there. Um, 1.5 is at release candidate 3 or 4. I'm a little bit out of touch just because I was at a conference two weeks ago and last week I was moving. Um, so forgive me if I don't have exact version numbers. When does 1.5 come out? Uh, in the future. Unless you're watching this in like 2025 <laughs> and it came out a while ago. Well played, well played. All right, this is really cool. Um, like I said, I get excited about this stuff. It's awesome. So, But I guess we better wrap it up. We're at the top of the hour. Maybe we'll have to have you come back on and do another show on testing schematics. Yes, that would be a very fun thing to do. I don't know how to stop presenting. I got it. Let's see. I feel like he already booted there your computer screen like this. <sighs> <laughs> yes, but there, um, so real quick on testing is that there is a library that comes with schematics that allows you to test your schematics. Um, and the testing will, is all done in memory, so it's all done with the virtual file system. So they're very fast and very performant to be able to uh, take existing files in and test the output of what's coming out. Yeah, like think dry run, right? And do the dry yes. run is kind of the same concept. You can figure out what's going to happen without it actually happening to your file system. Very I know true. we're out of time, but Mike, I'm, I'm low-key super excited about your new place. I don't know what to think without the ladder behind you. Now you have French doors. I, I know. I, that, instead of like this like half painted and taped up background, you've got like I've got legit. I've got cardboard boxes though. Okay, that helps. I've got a mountain of boxes that I need to. Well, those are all empty, but we've got another mountain of boxes that we still need to go through as we get situated. Is that where you're going to hang that picture of me that I sent you? Back on that wall back? <laughs> I don't think that wall's wide enough. That wall's only about six feet, and what you sent me was about 12 feet wide. I can't believe you just sent him one. I didn't get a picture but, of Shorty. Like, you, you need to. Uh, am I not worthy? Check your mailbox or something. Maybe we should. We okay, just need I'll like. Right uh, I gotta go check the mail. <laughs> we need like fat 
fathead wall decals for the angular air crew. Think people would want those? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I might need that much, but I'm in here. I got room for it. Okay, I'm so ready for picks. Are you guys ready for picks? My picks are amazing. Yeah, right. Let's do picks. Hear what Austin just said. That was beautiful. Austin? That was genius. I take back everything I ever said about you, Austin. I said we need to have bobbleheads of the Angular yes. Airport. <laughs> Justin, I just need you to know, Bonnie, that bobbleheads aren't always um, aesthetically pleasing to the face of the person that is bobbling. That's so. okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> fun. This is awesome. You see what I mean? Such a good idea. I mean? That's the best idea I've had all day. I've heard all day. Not had all day. <laughs> okay, but no, really. Are we ready for picks? All right, we're ready for picks. Alyssa, why don't you kick us off with picks? Yeah, so I'm at Chrome Dev Summit, and really, really cool talk I saw yesterday, which is on the tubes, uh, is by Addy Osami, I think is how you say it. Addy Osmani, yes. Thank you. Yeah, that was totally butchered. Okay, but he did one about, like, fast loading and like it was so entertaining he's like really calm and confident on stage but then he's like presenting this cool stuff but like he doesn't get all like valley girl about it and i'm just like oh that's cool so yeah anyways definitely like, check out like that. How I get about schematics <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything but <laughs> Alyssa, did you then, see the interview that shy did with addy uh no. i just saw Oh my god, you have to watch it. it. You'll like fall out of your chair laughing. It's because like Addy's like trying to be like professional and everything and he, and Shy is interviewing him and it's the most awkward thing okay, I've ever seen. I'm gonna pull you this have up. To watch it. I'll like, retweet those it here two, Apparently those are gonna be the, the two, right? You gotta pull up Addy's like professional talk and then Addy's shy interview, right? So. You're gonna love him so much more. <laughs> Mike, if you mute me, I will screenshot you. <laughs> Number two is, and you guys are going to love this one. I saved the best for last. So CoffeeScript 2.0 dropped. Oh, my gosh. Just die. <laughs> You're welcome. You are welcome. There is a link to it in the show notes. I love you all. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Nice. All right. Good picks. Good picks. All right, uh, Bonnie, do you have a pick? Yeah, actually, I really want to steal one of your picks and steal one of Mike's picks because you guys put picks on there that I uh, – things that I'm really excited about. But I'm going to wait, and I'm not going to steal your thunder because they're really cool picks, so I'm going to let you have your own picks. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm actually picking the um, Angular uh, Material CDK because I'm pretty excited about it. And, uh, and I think I'm going to pick the CLI schematics too because um, I'm pretty excited about that too. Nice. Austin? Yeah. All right, I got a couple for you guys. NGRX Entity. This is like what I've been waiting for ever since I ever saw Redux. Like Redux is like this, I feel like it's this like craziness of boilerplate. And NGRX Entity like clobbers the boilerplate. It really helps clean up your reducers and really uh, it's a higher order level type operation library. Second, MDM is now the official docs of the web. So everyone is coming together and MDM is going to be the official docs that you find all things web, JavaScript, etc. And then Napa.js 
is a new library by Microsoft. It is a multi-threaded Node.js runtime. So the days of single-threaded Node.js are, are look like they're numbered with these libraries coming out. So that I'm really excited about that. That's all I got. Nice. Very nice. All right, my pick's next, and then we do our guest picks at the end. Uh, so my picks are all of Mike's pick. No, they're not. Uh, NGConf 2018 has a trailer video that dropped. So check that thing out on the, the tubes of you, right, Alyssa? Uh, NGConf 2018 trailer, you can probably find it. If not, search oh, I for I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I, yeah, pretty... I'm so excited about NGConf, you guys. Like, I'm going to nerd out. That is the coolest thing. It's pretty cool. So check that out. Uh, my other pick is this thing called Carbon, uh, Carbon, Carb, I don't know, uh, C-A-R-B-O-N dot now dot S-H. And it's the way to kind of put in some code examples. And it has a kind of window shell around the code example. And you can save that as an image. So it kind of makes uh, creating demo examples of code bits, like maybe for some slides or, or a talk. Kind or of cool. artwork so, for your wall. Or, it's a good, good point. I don't think there's a way to uh, increase the font size. So maybe like small on the wall right now, but maybe that's a feature for the future. Rocky's going to like use that and make all of the CLI in it and then wallpaper's house in it. That, that might be pretty cool. That might be pretty oh, cool. Yeah. All right, Mike, our guest, our ghoulist, what are your picks? Um, well, one of the picks, uh, Alyssa's already there, uh, is the Chrome Dev Summit. So there's, I'm sure there's going to be great talks coming out of that. I've heard of a few on top of the one that Alyssa already mentioned. Um, so definitely go and check those out. And if you're watching us right now live, thank you for picking us over the, the Chrome Dev Summit uh, live stream. Yay. Um, if not, definitely go check those talks out later. Um, the other thing, so Shorty mentioned the uh, launch trailer for NGConf 2018. It's themed off of Stranger Things, and season two of Stranger Things comes out on Friday. So Thursday night at midnight, I know where I'll be. So cool. my, my husband messaged me. Goes, well, there goes that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the NGCOP theme for this week for this year is the eighties, which is near to my heart because I grew isn't up in it 80s, more like so. Blade Runner? So it's like futuristic eighties, or not Blade Runner? It's back what to was the future. It? It's Back to the Future. No, it's not. It's not. Back There's a the movie. 80s. There's a movie that comes out the Called Back to the Future. It is so not <laughs> called Back. I'm gonna kick him. I'm gonna kick him. What is it called, you guys? We like it's um. It's I muted everyone. All right, I still have another pick. <laughs> is that uh, I know last week that Austin picked that uh, RxJS 5.5 beta was out. Well, after the, the day after last week's show, um, the actual 5.5 final release came out. So that's my last pick is RxJS 5.5. Uh, non-beta release. You can't pick what I picked last week, Mike. We're recycling picks up in here. <laughs> Body muted him. <laughs> all right, cool. We got all our picks in. We got schematics in. Great episode. Thank you very much. That was great. Uh, thanks, Mike, for stepping into a, the guest role today. We appreciate that. And um, hey, we'll catch everybody next week. It's uh, We got a Halloween show, so... I'm pretty sure all of our panelists and everybody will be wearing something, I would hope. And uh, Ready Player One. Angular. That was it. Ready Player One. 
Anyways, I had to look it up. Angular Fire next week. All right. All right, so we'll catch everybody next week. See ya. Thanks. Later.